Welcome everyone to Jimmy and Y'all Have Problems. Today is a very special day. It's our first guest episode. We're taking on the problem that shoegaze is not as popular as it should be. And I'm going to hand it over to our special guest, part one, first. <laughs> okay. Hey, y'all. This is uh, Henry Gonzalez, uh, one half of the Shoegaze Boys. And it's an honor and a privilege to be the first guest on the Jimmy and Neil Have Problems podcast. It had to be this way. <laughs> and then part two, coming in hot. Um, hey, guys. I'm, I'm Hector Mendoza. <laughs> um, two, I get... The other part of the shoegaze boys. Um, Let's go. Yeah, it's it's also a, a privilege and an honor to to be you know among the first guests of uh, the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we'll get to these two have another venture going out, outside of being the shoegaze boys, but we'll get to that at the end of the podcast um, after we talk some shoegaze. So first, shoegaze. Um, I've learned from a quick Google search. It's a genre of late 80s and 90s British indie rock. Um, but you guys, I want to kind of hear from you, Henry and Hector. You're, you're my introduction to shoegaze. We were having a party at our place and you guys sold me on it. And so I, I'm, a, I'm a sometimes listener to shoegaze. You know, I mix it up. Let's but go. I want to hear from what is shoegaze to y'all? Kind of give us an overview of what it is. Like if you're selling shoegaze. Okay. So you want the best thing since uh, sliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to say, like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was a little, I was a little drunk <laughs> when we were talking, so I was probably talking a bunch of smack. But shoegaze is definitely like, I'd say, one of my top favorite genres. It's very. I, was, I remember I was using the word ethereal a lot that night. Yeah, I, like I, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty gone that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, it's literally. Like you said, it's probably it's a, it's kind of it's the love child of like uh, late experimental noise rock kind of and like regular alternative rock. So it's it's literally like what Hector said. It's the best thing since sliced bread. How did you find it? How did you discover it? Hector, you can go first on that one. Yeah, it was for me. It was an accident. I was in high school and someone had recommended the band uh, Bullet for My Valentine for me. And then I got home and I forgot the name of the band and I searched up My Bloody Valentine, which no are way. two completely different bands. And uh, yeah, I got like hooked on just the, the avant-garde, you know, the, the experimental sound of, of Loveless. It was Loveless that I listened to first. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, there's like a whole world of like this whole genre. So tell me about the uh, conversation you had the next day when you were talking about two completely different bands. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I listened to I listened to my bloody Valentine. And they're like, you mean bullet for my Valentine? And I'm like, no, my bloody Valentine, you know? Loveless and when you sleep, you know? And you're like, what are you talking about, dude? Nice. Nice. And like for the for the record, like Bullet for My Valentine's like a very Early's like early two thousands. I I guess you could say like deathcore kind of band. So it's oh yeah, that's a very definitely different. yeah, definitely definitely two different genres. And Henry, how did you find out about it? So I actually kind of found out about it late, actually through Hector. So like I've always kind of known of the genre, like slightly mm-hmm. like earlier bands that came before like what shoegaze is now. So like 
like Sonic Youth and bands like that who incorporated that kind of style but wasn't uh, uh, totally shoegaze. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until Hector, I think he recommended, yeah, Loveless to me once, and I listened to it. And ever since then, I like I was obsessed, dude. I like had to listen to like all of MBV's like discography, and then like other other bands that I had to find out, and mostly through Spotify because you know they got a good <laughs> algorithm or whatever going on. Yeah, I was gonna ask if it was Spotify. Do you have like vinyls or CDs that you like? Are yes, they easy bro. to find? Yeah. Uh, yes and no. Yeah. Like on both, because. You know, obviously there's like this renaissance for shoegaze right now so like there's more and more listeners but i guess you just gotta be lucky i went to a a vinyl shop when i went to portland for my spring break and i walked in and i literally found so many shoegaze vinyls dude like i literally spent three hundred dollars in that store just on vinyls dude and i felt so embarrassed when the woman was uh checking me out like i felt so embarrassed it was probably the the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me so you said that shoegaze is on the way up right now having a resurgence is that but but you know in jimmy's introduction he said it's an 80s 90s british phenomenon Mm -hmm. sort of could you paint a little bit of a picture through the decades of what what it's been yeah so from the uh very very early like I guess people would like to say uh, bands like the Cocteau Twins or what's it called? Jesus and the Mary Chains. Bands like that were very, very early shoegaze. Like they're like very bare bones. It's like just a couple dudes, you know, in the garage making this like otherworldly kind of music. And then it evolves to like more effects and then more, more uh, track layering and all that stuff through the 90s. And then it kind of died down after the when like grunge and uh, all other bands like Nirvana started to really like pop off, it kind of mm-hmm. got swept under the rug. And, but as of now, because of, I think it was 2020 when My Bloody Valentine, their, their music finally was uh, able to be streamed. Oh, so like, I guess they got, it kind of got reintroduced to like a lot of uh, other people and a younger generation. And then also thanks to TikTok. So really, so, uh, cause yeah, if you if you search hard enough, you'll end up on like the shoegaze side of TikTok, and it's it's pretty depressing. I'm not gonna lie; like we're all <laughs> everyone's broken. Do you think shoegaze has more legs in it? Is this like a is this a is it really gonna pop off? Like, do you think because we're you know the problem is it's not as popular as it should be. Should it be popular? It's kind of avant garde. That's a that's a question. Is it is it mm-hmm. at odds with the nature of it to be popular? Does it have a lot more popularity and growth to go? Do you think? Yeah. Hector, you can go now. <laughs> um, not really. I don't. Th- I think you know. There's there was a really good Pitchfork article about like the resurgence of shoegaze um, that I highly recommend. And essentially, there's no there's no like set like rules to what shoegaze is. It was kind of just like a tagline, you know, kind of like any other big like like movement in music. There's no like defining aspect of shoegaze. So I think there's there's nothing that goes against like you know if shoegaze continues to grow and like become a more like phenomenal type of genre there's no like oh this is against shoegaze you know type of situation um, but I think it's it's played like such an integral role in like the evolution of music that like even though the genre itself I don't think is going to reach like the same popularity as like say like grunge did in the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, it, its effect is still going to be like 
massive into like the mainstream world. Yeah. What, what is that effect? What have you seen it? How did it change music? That, yeah, that's, that's like, uh, so bands like Nirvana, especially Kurt Cobain was a huge fan of, oh. of Sonic Youth. And then Sonic Youth inspired like My Bloody Valentine and all that stuff. And also oh. Velvet Underground. They're, they're also like very, like got similar styles and bands like them obviously inspired Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. And that's like the little remnants of like shoegaze or the sound or some sort of style of playing that they liked. And then that's what made Nirvana so huge in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, even even in the modern day, I think like bands like Turnstile, even though Turnstile is like defined as hardcore, there, especially in like their new album Glow On, there's a lot of shoegaze elements that they borrow from. So yeah, it's it's still going on strong even today, even though like you know, like Henry mentioned, like Nirvana, even though it's not categorized as shoegaze, there's still like some like sprinkle of it in their music. And I think that's kind of why I'm fascinated, like. It's fascinating, like innovation in general. A lot of times it's like four or five steps down the line that something interesting or popular comes out. Like, and I, there's always a tension between is it distorted and like away from its roots when it gets popular. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know quite what to think about that, but I think that's kind of the nature of what we're trying to do is like you find these ideas on the margins and then you can bring them in and that makes really innovative stuff. Um, and that's, it's, it's interesting to hear Shoegaze kind of fit in with that model of like product innovation in the music world yeah i think it's just oh i'm sorry go ahead oh um i was just curious how much you know because you can even though you can see elements of shoegaze in in more popular uh genres how much of its appeal is because there's a smaller community Mm. That's a, that's a really good question, Neil. Let's listen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think uh, the appeal to it is just that it's very soft. And I think the best way I've heard it uh, described is like, it's the music you hear in your dreams. So I guess if people want to have that, like that feeling of like total bliss or like they're floating, that's what they listen to. But at the same time, it's very much a genre where you have to list, give it a few tries because if you listen to it to your first try and you're just and you just blow it off, you're just gonna be like, okay, it's not gonna grow on you. So, because it's very, the instrumentation of it is just so bizarre and just like it's almost like just these whale noises kind of. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you have to give it a few tries to like really uh, sink in and enjoy it. And I, th- I think there's almost this like how it's just still kind of underground without trying to sound pretentious about it where uh-huh. it's like i guess people want to get on get on the wagon before like if it does explode you know what do you think like how is it growing right now you said tiktok and um you spotify. know being being on yeah. spotify do you like as you guys think about the spread of shoegaze how what would you push would you push live music and live concerts would you push more engagement on spotify I don't, yeah how would you try to go shoegaze? <laughs> well, I, it's very, uh, how, how do I put it? So a lot of the staple bands, uh, a good chunk of them are kind of like in hiatus, except for like, oh. I guess one one of the big three. So like uh, Slow Dive, with, like they just announced uh, last spring that they're going to release a, new, a newer album later this year, I think. And then they're, they're doing like a small tour 
in Europe. And uh, what else? There's a, I've also seen like a lot of uh, TikToks of bands here in the States that are obviously a lot smaller, but mm -hmm. they're trying to get that recognition out there. I guess a way to push it would be, I guess what, is, what it's doing right now is like probably the best it can, it can be because it's such a, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say totally outsider music, but it's definitely not something that you can market and like put on the radio or like put on a Old Navy commercial or something, you know? Yeah. Are there geographic centers where this is like getting more traction than others? Like, you know, it started in Britain, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, it started in Britain and then it's, it really kind of stayed over in Europe and stuff. It It wasn't. I mean, yeah, it was popular in the States, but there wasn't like staple bands to keep that popularity going. Like alive and, keep, and going. Yeah, and keep, yeah. And keeping the flame, you know, going and stuff. I, so I think that's what it died. I will say like Central and South America is having like a huge like resurgence in like shoegaze hmm. um, during this revival. Like literally like hop on YouTube and put like shoegaze mix. And a lot of these mixes are going to come from like Central and South American shoegaze bands. Well, that's fascinating. So it's kind of jumped the U.S. market straight to Central and South America. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Huh. I guess, not, not what's popular in the States right now, but everywhere else. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah. A, that's the thing as well. Um, one thing I kind of realized recently is that um, so most Central and South American rock revolves around like post-punk, almost goth. Mm -hmm. and one of the biggest like acts to come out of like latin america like ever was uh so that stadio um argentinian band and one of their you know among one of their albums is um a shoegaze album let me pull up the name of the album real quick uh because i already forgot it yeah um but it was you know it was shoegaze before it was called shoegaze pretty much oh, no way which i thought was a a really cool detail dynamo so, so dynamo let me if you were and you guys recommended me some artists but if you're telling someone if someone's listening and they're like how do i get into shoegaze mm -hmm. wanna wh what would you what's a good entry point so i always um, usually tell people it's either uh the album loveless by my bloody valentine or suvlaki by slow dive yeah yeah those are the like the two most popular uh shoegaze albums uh i think right now for me my personal favorite it was loveless but it did slowly transition to suvlaki something about it something about slow dive is just this is crazy man it's bananas it makes me scream into my pillow at night you know <laughs> <laughs> and i, I want to throw in like i've listened to this it is ethereal like it is yeah, a let's, fascinating let's genre go. I want to start to push more of it into when I work to listen to this. Like I'm always looking for music. That's not too in my face when I'm working. That's kind of takes my mind off. I don't know. Like I, I listen to Jack Johnson a lot right now. Cause it's just kind of like, like numbing mm -hmm. kind of chill. And so I'm, I'm trying that. I'm going to, I'll report back on that. Hell yeah, brother. This week. Um, but before we, before we wrap up here, I want to, hear you two talk about your your studio and kind of what you're doing with that because i think it's really interesting as well word word hector um yeah so um me henry um are kind of like um 
so a, a bunch of us from like our friend group um, have this production company called uh, Caramel Productions. Um, it originally started when we all lived in in Texas, um, and our a good buddy of ours, Pedro, he's like the, like the CEO and everything. So we're kind of like representing like the LA part right now. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we dedicate ourselves to like making short films, um, primarily like you know indie films that cater towards like POC and like, um, you know, just underrepresented groups and letting them like have a voice in the film medium. Yeah. And where would you go to find those um, short films, the shorts? Uh, so we have both a YouTube and Vimeo page. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing. They're both called uh, Caramel Productions. Um, additionally, um, our Twitter and Instagram goes by the same name as well, Caramel Productions um so yeah if you want any updates um you can check us out there and yeah same thing our youtube video channel we need more Sweet. investors we need more investors yeah. so all, all the investors that listen to this channel get your pocketbooks out let's open go. up get that the, checkbook let's go give <laughs> back to the be, community give back to the community. um thank you so much for joining us you too it has been a blast i'm sure we'll have you on again hell yeah brother hell and yeah. <laughs> thank you listeners for for being with us our first guest the first of many let's go all right thank you so much take care